Um, my name is Elena and uh, I'm a PhD student at the IT University of Copenhagen. That's not the University of Copenhagen, though we are very close to them. <laughs> um, it's a smaller university where we have different branches of IT from um, in the, uh, interaction design to game design and software development. So it's also itself as a university, it's a very interesting mixture of education. Um, today I'm going to present uh, the work uh, that has been done within a project that is called the Senior Interaction Project. Um, and the paper has been written with uh, two of my, of my colleagues and my supervisor. Um, so though the work has been done uh, within this project, we have collaborated to also reflect on how we do uh, our interaction design research and uh, how we start from theoretical concepts instead of weak problems or ideas and, uh, and how we then use the situation and use design uh, to inform both theory and uh, the situation. Um, so again, um, the project I'm going to talk about is an example of this, uh, of our interaction design research. Uh, and uh, it has been not exactly motivated by the brief, but the brief was perfectly fitting the uh, ideas and the um, uh, motivations behind the project we were already doing. So the project is a three-year project that is actually ending in September. Um, so this is a, a cut uh, of uh, that project and a small part of it. Um, um, again, before going on, I have to uh, say that my background is in computer science uh, and uh, I started my PhD three years ago and uh, that's when I approached the interaction design and the design side of uh, doing research. And it has been a struggle, if you want, to try to understand what is the methodology we are actually doing, what is the design process, the research process that we are um, using. And the um, concept-driven interaction design research as conceived uh, in, within the recent discussion of uh, how design uh, can be a method of inquiry in, for doing research and therefore how research through design can be part of the academic uh, world of um, advancing information technology, for example, or uh, doing research in, acad in academia. And the concept-driven interaction, uh, concept-driven research um, as defined or as Doltenmann and Weber tried to um, highlight as a practice that uh, uh, it's already present in how uh, researchers work. Uh, it's not that they came up with this uh, methodology, but it's just a way to uh, represent what already people is doing. So what they are saying is that um, uh, when we do research and when we use research through design, we always have uh, some theories and some new situation that uh, with, with, within which the designer, the researcher, engages in. Uh, and uh, a lot of the, most of the times, there is the use situation that is the primary uh, driver for going from a problem to the solution and generate artifacts and design artifacts 
that are able to um, represent a concept but to advance the situation and what they are trying to um, uh, push uh, more is to take also more attention to how we can contribute to theory as well as to situation while we do research through design. Um, they identify these two processes, but they are not two different and separated processes, the one of going for theory and the one of coming from the situation. But it's just something that happens when we do design. Um, and this was really helpful for us to start thinking about how do we engage in this dialectic between the theory and between the situation that we are. And um, with theory, I and they understand uh, not just a theory like um, uh, how we see the world, but also uh, how the um, our previous research has been treating the same problematics of the same area that we are going to treat. Um, yeah. So what I'm going to do today is give you uh, an example of this concept, this, this concept driven interaction design research. Um, just to add something to what Stoltemann and Weber did, we have been trying to look at uh, what can there is some, we perceive there was something to be able to talk about our research project that there is something missing between having the theory uh, and, and engaging with the situation. So we have a concept and we want to construct and make um, visible a concept within, uh, with the design artifact. But there was something missing. So in design practice, uh, there is this this idea of the design vision. So the first uh, encounter of the designer with the situation uh, makes arise a design vision that it's, um, yeah, the first idea of what can be possible in this situation and it's derived from um, this backpack of the designer that is made of his uh, previous uh, education, previous experience and his view of how the world is. And most of the times this design vision uh, is uh, a kind of magical uh, image, image that comes out of the mind of the designer. But as design researchers, we can't just say that it's a magic uh, uh, coming out of our head. We have to be clear of which are the premises, which is our background, and um, how we actually see this world, how we see the possibility of uh, enabling our concept within the situation. I'm not saying that we need to explain the, the exact process that we followed to reach that vision or that design uh, situation, but um, that we have to at least make visible which are the things we have considered. And of course, different designers would reach different design visions, um, but we still need this concept that we try to describe as a design ideal, that it's bringing the concept we formulated from theory into the specific of the situation and describe how we see the possibilities that we can 
uh, or we would like to uh, move the situation towards. Okay. Um, so I'm going to talk about Walkie, that is the name of the exploration we did, and I'm trying to um, go through the theory, the situation, uh, the theoretical concept we are trying to explore, the design ideal that made us able to approach the situation, and the design artifacts that uh, were the outcome or the intermediate outcome of this exploration, at least. Um, So, again, probably I need to rephrase a little bit the, the setting. Um, as I said, the, we're working with this uh, uh, senior interaction project. The project is meant to uh, create welfare technologies and services for um, enabling uh, seniors and uh, peer network of seniors uh, to communicate and have social interaction and um, support each other with different types of services. Um, as I said, the brief was quite interesting. I mean, this idea of attractive aging for us translates in being able to uh, have more or more quality social interaction within the local community I'm living in, uh, being it the community I've always been living in, but especially in those uh, situations in which seniors have been moved from their place by their choice or by uh, necessity, and uh, how we can uh, strengthen those uh, probably weaker ties uh, that connect peer, peers uh, and the neighbors. <coughs> yeah. um, okay, this is a gigantic diagram, but it's just a way to uh, put into one picture <coughs> all the elements. So for, for us, the theory we used is uh, embodied interaction as informing how we design, uh, how we conceive interaction design. Um, the phenomenon of microblogging that I will take some time uh, explaining what I mean with microblogging as a phenomenon. Uh, and designing for social interaction, from senior so for senior social interaction, and how it has been treated uh, previously. Um, and then we have the situation that is local communities of senior citizens. Uh, in particular, we have been working with one specific community. Uh, and then in the middle, there are uh, the concept that is called embodied microblogging. Uh, not very. Uh, innovative name, but it's a combination of embodied interaction applied to the phenomenon of microblogging. Um, and then we formulated the design idea as co-walking in a way of making the activities of walking and going shopping something more social, even more social than what they are now, but we will see it later. Um, and then uh, artifacts, uh, augmented relators, um, a tablet that helps to communicate or to notice what is happening in the community, and then community screens. But we will see them all later. So, as I said, mm, we're doing concept-driven interaction design research. The first step, or 
an important step of what we do is to take theory from different other um, fields. Uh, the first one is uh, using embodied interaction as the perspective we use when we do interaction design. Uh, this perspective is more telling us to take care of, pay attention uh, to the fact that um, uh, you, people make meaning of what they do in the world uh, through an active engagement with this world and through active engagement with the artifacts. And the fact that the tangible and social and um, <coughs> organizational aspects of our um, engagement with the world are again part of the same. Uh, uh, they, they, has to be, they have to be a concurrent part of our experience. So we need to design thinking about those elements as interconnected. We cannot just uh, design for physical interaction without thinking at the social and organizational implications, for example. Okay. Um, the other areas, of course, that we take into consideration is aging and social interaction. So since, I guess, 20 years at least, uh, the issue of uh, aging has been treated also from uh, the interaction, the information technology uh, side and the, from engineering, a lot of uh, assistive technologies has been developed. And the, the idea of aging in place, we can say that it's um, possible. So we have different technologies that make people living in place, so don't need specific assistant, assistance in, um, uh, in healthcare uh, buildings, for example. Um, and they can live uh, in their place. Uh, the point that uh, it's now arriving is uh, how do we make also aging in place um, desirable? Because most of the times, aging in place means not always being able to have a lot of social interactions because we don't have. Yeah. Uh, and maybe instead, in an elderly home, we might have more occasions of seeing other people. Um, so, how do we? Uh, take care also the, of the social and emotional uh, aspects of growing older. A lot of uh, um, technologies and services have been developed looking at uh, communication appliances for making the seniors communicating with their friends, for making the caregivers more able to know what is happening with the seniors. So communication mainly looking at um, family to senior relations or a caregiver family and senior relations. Um, a little bit less has been done looking at supporting uh, peer networks, um, although there is some interesting research on that, and also to make the seniors able to reciprocate, so to be an uh, active part in the communication. So we are trying to work more on that side. Um, um, and we consider the fact that uh, the everyday activities that happen uh, in the local community of the senior, so the everyday activities of the senior, like going out for a walk or going shopping, um, is something that can 
uh, be a useful ticket to talk. So be a, a useful resource for create occasional um, resources for uh, social interaction with our neighbors or with other uh, friends, but with the person that we can meet outside, not necessarily with the person that we need to call through Skype, for example. So we are looking at these local connections. Um, another part of what influenced and uh, give inspiration uh, to our design uh, and, and the design of this theoretical concept we are going, that I'm going to talk now. It's uh, looking at microblocking, not as a technical possibility, but as a phenomenon. So microblocking is not just the fact that I can write 140 characters for uh, sharing my status, but it's about the fact that a lot of people is using this type of technology to share with each other um, even mundane activities, even when they are cooking or when they are out for a walk. And now even more and more uh, applications are enabling uh, to make it more automatic. So all these small informations make uh, possible the, crea the creation of this social glue. So there are some there is some research in social media that looks at microblogging, at blogging and microblogging as this way of generating social uh, glue among um, networks of friends, networks of people that matter to each other. Um, yes. So we we are looking at trying to design for new ways of sharing with others activities, new ways that go beyond the possibility of just typing a message and share this message, uh, but that and that are more embedded in the things we do and more um, em that can be embedded in the practice we do every day, and therefore we formulated this. Uh, theoretical concept of embodied microblogging. As I said before, it's uh, the, the, the phrase is simply combining the ideas of uh, embodied interaction with uh, a perspective on microblogging as a way to form social glue made by the sharing of simple clues about each other's activity. Uh, and our speculation is that by facilitating seniors to make notice to make their shopping or walking or their activities noticeable and facilitating them to notice what their community is doing can um, facilitate the creation of new openings for social interaction so yeah. and we are looking at the local communities again uh, at the people that you can meet just on the staircase um, yeah, so again, we have this theoretical concept that is roughly defined at this point. So we have been looking at uh, um, the theory that inspired us, but you can already see that there is also a part of the situation that is driving us in describing what this concept would uh, try to achieve. Um, yeah. And now I'm talking about the situation. 
Okay. Um, within the Senior Interaction Project, we are working with the Municipality of Copenhagen, uh, with the, the Danish Design School, uh, with um, different other stakeholders, among which uh, designers, uh, big companies like Falk, and that is doing some engineering, healthcare, they have the ambulance service and they do a safety system for the homes, so it's another giant company. Um, and we have been working with the communities of senior citizens. Um, one of these communities is this uh, set of buildings uh, in which uh, there are 51 apartments with, uh, where senior citizens live. They live independently, either alone or with their spouse. And um, they don't have, this is not a nursing home. This is a, a complex, a building where with only senior citizens living there. And they have, um, all of them have different types, kinds of uh, problems due to health uh, and other problems just due to um, being senior. Um, so we didn't want it to look at them for any specific type of problematic of disability that they have. Um, but we wanted to look at them as a community because actually it's a kind of tough community. There is people living here since 10 years, other people goes in and out, um, and uh, other people, yes, is there since one year. And the dynamics that are established there are very interesting and complex, as much or probably more as in the more local communities that we can live in. Um, the, the building is, has a board, uh, a, as a board member, a set of a group of board members, and uh, these board members are the seniors living there themselves, of course a smaller group, and uh, they are the ones uh, promoting new initiatives, trying to make everything work smoothly, um, introducing new, um, uh, new inhabitants, and um, managing the building itself. So the seniors themselves have the responsibility. Uh, and they have a set of uh, common rooms uh, where common activities happen. Uh, they have uh, coffee meetings, they have bingo, uh, they have the gym class. Uh, so all a set of activities happen in this community. And uh, some of the issues that arose, uh, yes, that arose when uh, we were talking with them uh, were, of course, the more active people would like that more people join the activities um, and uh, to make more visible and more accessible all these activities to all the members of the community, even those that are not so frequently used to leave their flat. Um, and another interesting thing of this group of people is that um, actually there are at least two conflicting groups of seniors. So the one who are part of the board and the one that do not agree exactly with the ones who are part of the board. So there are some uh, inner fights that are interesting to work with. Um, yeah. 
Um, so this is just to give you an idea. They have a basement in which they have a common laundry room. They have a common activity room with uh, um, a place for doing the gymnastic, uh, the billiard table, uh, coffee tables, uh, coffee equipment, and all a set of other possible games to play together. Uh, then on the ground floor, they have here um, a, a common room where they can. They have a kitchen and they have a, um, a space to organize dinners and other big meetings. Um, of course, all the all the apartments are equipped as fully furnished apartments. Um, yes. Okay. So, as I said, one of the partners is a design firm. Um, they have been developing this kind of strange type of relator, but the idea behind this is to provide a walking aid that doesn't look like a, a walking aid, but it's more looking like a shopping bag. So something that you would use because you need to carry the shop rather than because you need to uh, have help for walking more correctly or more uh, stable. And uh, we had uh, a lot of um, uh, connections with this uh, design firm. Um, what I forgot to tell you <laughs> uh, is uh, that, of course, Walkie is looking at the activity of walking, but also about the activity of shopping. And so we have been looking at how we can use the objects that the people use for going shopping or for going walking. Mm -hmm. And we have concentrated on the bag relator. We could have concentrated on the shopping bag itself without the need to think about an assistive tool. But still, we wanted to use something that more than one senior working with us was using uh, and giving it um, and focusing not on the assistive parts of it, but on the shopping parts of it or on the enabling parts of it. And uh, this uh, background later itself was developed by this uh, design company following a participatory design approach and following uh, a lot of discussion with seniors and trying to look at how to make not a walking aid but a shopping uh, aid. Uh, yes. Okay. Now that I told you about uh, our focus on shopping, uh, the design ideal. So how do we bring what I was trying to explain you with embodied microblogging to the situation of this group of seniors. So we try to define co-walking. I'm sorry for this confusing use of words, but it was a, it's a way of labeling steps of our uh, thinking. So co-walking is about the possibility of making shopping activity an even more social activity, but how? Using the everyday objects that we use for shopping, not just to help us shopping, but to communicate about our shopping activities to the member of the shopping group. And then finally, the important part of it is that the reciprocal exchange of these simple clues within this group of uh, shopping friends can facilitate 
the creation of new openings for, okay, for social interaction among them. Um, yes. So how we approach this thing. So these were all the premises, but at the end all of them came into being also while preparing what we were doing, what the explorations. So we had a living lab in this community. Uh, so we had actually uh, from <coughs> spring 2010 uh, up to now actually. Um, and this uh, exploration I'm going to tell you now, it was uh, happening in spring 2010 of course. Um, we had different uh, workshops and design meetings. I want to just distinguish among them because the workshops were open to all the seniors in the community and they were usually uh, taking from uh, 7 to 15 seniors plus as researchers and then other design meetings in which we wanted to focus on more specific things and were uh, including from 2 to 5 seniors. Um, we actually created a three-step exploration and we wanted to go from three different uh, um, places that are part of the local community of these people. So th their own homes, the common areas that are part of their community, and the shop where they usually go shopping. There is a very close shop to their place. And we wanted to create one story, and with three seniors enacting, or going through uh, one scenario that uh, can cover these three settings and then can uh, show them the um, possibility of sharing with each other the shopping activities by using their objects. So the first step is that we went home and at home we imagined to create something like uh, a friend tab so a tablet that could help display uh, what the things going on in the community. So, per, for example, just how many well, many other friends are out shopping, and uh, as an ambient display, it would just stand there with some animation displaying how many seniors are out. And then, when you pick it up, you can see where your friends are, and if they are out shopping, you can see that they are at the shop. Um, and then you can also see, for example, if there is any offer that they have shared with each other. Um, so in this, uh, this uh, two-hour exploration, we just went at the senior's place with the tablet. Now you can't see that, but there was uh, actually a sketching application running uh, with some screenshots of the possible things they can see. Um, and we also used some paper sketches about how we can use the same information but displays on the TV um, and we have been looking at how this type of technology can be included in their homes also with the mind of uh, having them uh, busy in other matters, in other uh, activities and then just by chance looking or noticing what is going on in the shopping activity. The second uh, day we explored uh, the use of uh, common uh, community screens. So they have three main entrances and in the three main entrances we, um, we set up these uh, big screens uh, and we created um, uh, 
a website where they can have their um, recurrent uh, activities, but also they can see uh, anonymously in this case. Okay. Um, they can see what is happening in the, the shopping. So we have been looking at how in the common spaces we can use, again, information created by single, but anonymously, uh, so that it can be useful for anyone to know what is going on in the community. And we have discussed with uh, some more of them about this possibility. Um, and the third step was to go out actually shopping with them and have different types of displays. Actually, we used the uh, Bluetooth device to be able to put on the relator to show how many senior uh, other friends are out shopping. Um, and then we also um, made for them possible to share photos. Now I was, of course, doing it myself and then having them helping me with the pictures. Um, Yes. So we explored what would it mean to be first at home, then in the community areas, and then in the shop, and being able to share and also see what the others are doing. Um, and as you have seen now, we have created uh, those three <coughs> artifacts for making them, for making possible for them uh, to experience this possibility the augmented relators that has embedded a accelerometer to define when they are out shopping, when they use the relator, and then this would generate a message for, uh, that then goes to a social network. Uh, the friend tab that then reuses those information and shows them in a more easy way. And then the community screen that embeds uh, the more uh, static information about activities and the more dynamic uh, information about how many people are out shopping. Um, a summary of these, uh, um, what we call a family of situated displays, because all of them have a role in the different settings, um, and they can be spread around. Uh, I'll skip this. Okay, reflections. We have been talking about the theory, we have been talking about the situation and about the theoretical concept. Designing this exploration for us meant to explore the theoretical concept within the situation. And the aim was on one side advance or understand how to advance the situation, but also it was of course to understand better the same concept we were trying to explore. And looking at the situation, um, we actually made the seniors able to understand better our concepts and our ideas and to have some pointers of what it can mean to be connected in, uh, in these different settings while thinking about the shopping activity. Um, and then we have been reflecting on the importance of not just saying them or telling them that it's important to share with each other to know what is happening, but also that we need to include something more practical on how they can use this information. And that's why we also included the possibility of sharing shopping offers with each other. So taking a picture of an offer and then make it available for others 
either to take advantage and then going and buy that offer or just call each other and organize for buying it together if it was too big. And then on the other side, it helped us to advance the theoretical concept we were trying to explore. Um, and we did that, remembering that we need to take uh, care of how we do control the self-disclosure of uh, the information about the uh, shopping activities. So how do we engage and disengage uh, of with, uh, with the shopping activities so that we know when we are sharing it and when we don't want to share it. Um, and then the importance of um, enabling reciprocity in these networks of seniors um, in the sense that reciprocity can be of different levels and it can be asymmetrical. So a senior can be more active and go shopping three times a day. So he's going to share more than a person that goes shopping once a week. Uh, and allowing this reciprocity not to not be stigmatizing itself of counting how many times you have been out shopping compared to the others but making it uh, something that can be uh, an incentive or still something positive to receive as a feedback. Um, yes, so to conclude before the last slide, uh, I just want to show you an example of how we're trying to make our design process and design thinking explicit. I don't know if I was <laughs> good enough, but the, the, the use of speaking aloud what's the theory, what's the situation, of course, what's the concept and the design ideal and how we use this and how uh, the, the creation of the artifacts are uh, giving back to uh, the advancement of the theoretical concept is a way to be more explicit and for the others to understand what we did and eventually to appropriate and reuse in other similar situations. Thanks. Thank you.